This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Hello. Hello. Yes, welcome to Force Supply Entertainment. Uh, you know me, Michelle. <laughs> and I'm Natalie the Red, and we are live. Yeah, she always she's always making fun of me, guys. <laughs> she's always making fun of me. Well, let me go ahead and say hello to everyone in the chat. We've got Luke. I I will be on Luke's show tomorrow at one o'clock Eastern Standard Time discussing the same movie. Was I not invited? Well, I'm sure you can come on. I'm sure Luke doesn't mind. I just had it told her, Luke. Um, and then let's see. We've got hello, Andrew. Hello, MC Wiz. It's McWiz. McWiz. Okay. Josh Anderson. And Josh, I'm so glad that you just got your uh, Funko Pop. Yeah. Which actually reminds me very soon we're going to be having a Falcon and Winter Soldier Funko Pop giveaway. I totally forgot about that when we covered the new episode, but that, that is coming. It is, it is on its way. So anyways, thank you guys for joining in um, to today. Well, we will go ahead and bring out, you guys know we're discussing the one thing everyone's talking about, which is Zack Snyder's Justice League, the big four-hour edition. Um, but before we get into that, we are bringing on a special guest, a friend of ours who is a part of the Red 5 Network that we are a part of, and you can visit the red5network.com for if you want to find any other podcast, YouTube channels. But I will go ahead and bring out his name is Rob, and he is a part of the J, or the Jedi Temple Archives podcast. So let's go ahead and bring out Rob. Rob, how you doing? I'm doing well. How about you guys? I'm, I'm doing good. Rob the gray, apparently. So, Rob the Gray. Oh, we got Natalie the Red and <laughs> Rob the, the Gray. Red, I may as well be good. I'll go with Rob the Gray. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I guys, I'm still coming up with my nickname. There's, there's, I've got like three that I really like and I'm just pondering which ones I like the best. Well, I can tell you that the ones I like the uh -oh. best, uh -oh. the ones exclusive, the ones in the running right now are Michelle, the fair, Michelle, the Marvel, or Michelle the Magnificent. <laughs> I like the grandeur of the last one. <laughs> well, all of these were brought were were given to us in our chat or in our comment sections by some of you all and some others. So thank you guys for you Mich guys. Michelle the Marvel. Yeah. I like it. It is a good one. Maybe I should be <laughs> maybe I should have multiple different names and I should be Michelle the Marvel when we cover Marvel. Just pop on every time with a new name. <laughs> That actually could be my thing, guys. <laughs> we, we definitely could begin to do that. I mean, we, there, there's some good ones here. So, <laughs> But yeah, Rob, why don't you tell the people in the chat and anyone who's watching later, why don't you tell them Rob has, if you guys like Star Wars, which a lot of you guys do like Star Wars, Rob has one of my favorite, and I don't just say that, I mean it. I've gone through and listened to most of his episodes. Uh, he has a fantastic Star Wars podcast that really digs in, especially to like the Jedi and Yoda. And it, it's more, it goes in, in deep with, with, with Star Wars. And I really appreciate his podcast. Love it. So Rob, tell them a little bit about yourself before we get started. 
Yeah, um, I work in IT. Uh, kind of got into podcasting a couple of years ago. Um, I had a, a friend of mine, Tom Howell, from the Hyperion Adventures podcast, who wanted an outlet to talk Star Wars. Uh, I was interested in starting a Star Wars podcast, so we just kind of uh, fell into it that way. Um, I wanted to put out a podcast which would, as you said, kind of goes deep into Star Wars, but it's designed to not be uh, unfriendly to the casual fan. So if you've just seen the films and you haven't watched the animated series or some of the additional content that's out there or gotten into the books or the comic books, we cover some of that content um, and make it relevant so that when you watch a show like The Mandalorian, you can pick up on some of the backstory of who is Bo-Katan, who is Ahsoka. Um, so we, we focus on characters, we focus on specific scenarios, uh, and kind of approach it that way. And, and my wife was the one who generally comes up with a lot of the show topics. Um, so she's kind of my test audience. Uh, if, if it's approachable for her, then it turns out to be a pretty good episode. Well, well, that's nice. And if you guys can't see the fact that he's a fan with all his nice lightsabers, I think a couple of those are the, are they the saber forge? Yeah. All the ones on the wall there are saber forge. I have one on the, uh, on the shelf behind me that is from galaxy's edge it's the original skywalker lightsaber that i've been looking looking out for for quite some time i don't have a sideshow collectibles grogu uh you know i'm not that cool yet but (laughs) (laughs) yeah my brother and i were looking at some of the saber forge lightsabers uh this past weekend to actually looking at them they're they're pretty cool yeah, hey, I'm going to try and go get it out. I'll okay, right you, you go get that oh, hair no. out of your eyes. I'll do that. <laughs> but yeah, so definitely check out the Jedi Temple Archive. You know what? I'll put his podcast information in the description after the show. But fantastic. And, and you're pretty much all places podcasts are. Yeah, pretty much anywhere out there. I've been on a little bit of a hiatus. Uh, had a leg injury that has kind of kept me sidelined for the last few months but uh, going to be getting back into it i also have a disney podcast uh, called the hoopty duo disney review show if you're into disney uh, universal any of the that type of property um and we do hotel reviews for orlando and things like that i do that with my wife so um i have a couple things that we'll be working on here in the near future uh so looking forward to getting back at it yeah definitely oh we'll be we'll be excited for you to come back because you have been on a bit of a hiatus Well, everyone in the chat, you are here for us to discuss full-on spoiler discussion tonight of Zack Snyder's Justice League. So join the conversation and let's talk some Justice League. Well, Natalie's trying to get a hair off of her contact. But (laughs) (laughs) so I want to say this too, as we kind of get started, Um, you know, regardless how anyone feels when they watch this movie, it is, regardless, it is like a big achievement. And I think it's something that I think most people are pretty uh, recognize that because, and Rob, I know you'd probably agree. It's like today so often it feels like studios just kind of don't listen to fans in a way. And sometimes I know we want them to come up with things that are new and exciting that we don't know we even needed. But when you have fans like asking, demanding, pleading for something, it only makes sense to give it to them. I mean, it's kind of like testing your product for like the the people that you pay to come test your product and kind of get samples of their feelings on it. This is giving Twitter what they want in a positive way. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So it was just so awesome to see after such a long campaign from devoted fans to finally get 
uh, Zack Snyder's version of the Justice League and to allow a creator to put out his vision and to not have just a massive amount of studio interference. I mean, sometimes the studio notes are good, but sometimes they go a little overboard. But, but Rob, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, certainly the fact that, uh, you know, it really was about Zack Snyder creating this film initially, uh, you know, family tragedy kind of sidelined those plans and uh, bringing in Joss Whedon and we'll kind of get into it. I, I like Josh Whedon as a director, um, but anytime you have another director come in and try to work with a product that another director has started on, you're always going to have, uh, you know, kind of competing visions and uh, trying to shoehorn. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so I, it was understandable why the first uh, the first cut of the film was was so rough and a little bit discordant, a lot of bit discordant. Um, so it was nice to kind of get to see what Zack Snyder had originally envisioned for it. It was, and it's kind of like this version we got was just kind of throwing the kitchen sink at us. Like, here's all the footage we have. It was a CGI kitchen sink. It was a CGI kitchen sink, though. (laughs) It was. (laughs) Yeah, because I would say, and and I'll let you give your initial thoughts, because I think I like it better than you liked it. Mm -hmm. Um, But, uh, you know, my thoughts on this, too, is I really enjoyed it. I've watched it twice. I would say this, if this movie, if they would have taken this exact movie that we've been given as of Friday and they would have shaved it down to about three hours, a little around around the three hour mark and put it out in 2017, I think it would have done really well. Yeah, I agree. Rob, I'll let you go. Yeah, I mean, I think all they would have had to do to get it down to three hours is just take out the slow-mo sequences. <laughs> <laughs> there were a little bit and uh if we're being honest maybe those ladies singing okay at the beginning. and, and sniffing like, his sweater <laughs> i was like this is just getting weird and i told michelle in, in my head i'm like it, I, sometimes i make things funny that, that aren't really happening to entertain myself and i i imagine batman being like shut up <laughs> Well, it wasn't Batman, but it was me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe it was a little bit of me. Yeah, everyone in the chat knows I enjoyed this movie. But like the second time I watched it, I just fast forwarded the singing. I was like, it's awkward. It doesn't make any sense. It feels like it makes me uncomfortable. It makes me feel, yeah, it makes me feel uncomfortable. Because as you point out, she's sniffing a sweater. It makes no sense to the audience. She's like, sometimes (laughs) when I get really nervous. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I sniff Aquaman's sweater and I feel better. <laughs> I mean, they pretty much did go full superstar on that one. Um, so yeah, that scene it was it was an interesting scene. But Rob, most of the audience knows my initial thoughts. I really enjoyed it. Again, as I just said, if they would shave that movie down to three hours, cut out the excess, it would have been really well received. I think. Um, in 2017. Rob, what, what, what were your initial thoughts of this grandiose version that we got? You know, we're in an age where I I'm literally starved for entertainment after being laid up (laughs) for the last three months. I, there's literally nothing that I have any interest in watching that I haven't watched probably at least once. Uh, so I've been very much looking forward to this and, you know, getting to see the original vision and everything. And I was hoping it was going to be more different than what it turned out to be. 
Um, a lot of the extra content was was backstory, which I think that was helpful, uh, kind of given some of the character backstories for characters like Cyborg. And uh, I think he probably had the, the backstory that was the most helpful to his character. And to kind yeah. of flesh out a little bit more of the backstory for people who aren't like hardcore and i'm not uh, i was never a big dc comic book reader or comic book reader in general so um you know but marvel always did a great job of making the characters approachable and teaching you the things that you needed to know about them in a way that flowed really well with the story and even with the additional backstory it just kind of seemed a little bit more discordant to me um and then there was a lot of content that was the same as the first cut um there were certainly changes to the cgi uh to you know to the look and feel of some of the characters including steppenwolf and um some of the cgi came off as clunky and i don't know if that was just budget or or what that was but uh you know i it was still I still enjoyed it uh, as much as I enjoyed the original um, and I enjoyed some of the additional content, but I was expecting it to be significantly different. Uh, and there wasn't a lot of additional content and dark side and um, Jasad and, you know, granny goodness, I think it is, uh, you know, you kind of see them a little bit, but they don't really play a big part in the, in the film. Um, so it was cool to see, and, and it definitely hints at things to come, but I don't know yeah. if any of those things are ever going to actually get made. So, Yes, and for, for me, what this movie did is it took the things, the scenes I really liked from the 2017 version. We, find, we found out those were all Snyder's shots, um, and it... I per, like I preferred say even the intro. I we did a, a a roast of the 2017 Justice League uh this past Wednesday and I was talking about which now we know definitively was just shot by Whedon. Mm -hmm. It's like the intro of that with Batman is so bad and the CGI <laughs> is so bad. And like this it makes much more sense just to have Batman finding Aquaman, like just mm -hmm. getting to the point of what we'd already set up in Batman v Superman. Because that's what I will say. This is truly, uh, especially the way he did this, he's he's broken it up. It is truly a sequel to Batman v Superman, like yeah. fully, 100%. Mm -hmm. Which is... It, say, oh, sorry, finish your thought. No, no, you finish your... You go I, ahead. The Bringing up the Batman going to find Aquaman at the beginning of the film, the first shot of him, I had such a Han Solo getting on the Tauntaun riff with that <laughs> coat with the fur-lined hood. It just, it's like, oh my God, is that Harrison Ford? <laughs> well, and I, I actually did appreciate, it was like a small thing, but say the way it, it starts with re-showing Superman uh being killed and his cry going out over the like the galaxy yeah, almost I that was cool it, well it because it true it it showed the audience this is why they feel they can attack the earth now like yeah. where i never really fully i don't think picked that up in the 2017 version um or maybe i did i don't know i just feel it did a good job of describing it or showing like that showing he, he was kind of a shield of protection for he, earth totally which which actually gets into the uh the dream this the nightmare sequences of an and goes back to batman v superman when iron or not iron man wrong 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 comic book movie when um the flash says lois is the key and we see that like in the the uh, nightmare sequence at the end that basically it was showing that if lois lane gets killed superman could turn to the dark side and yeah. all hope is lost yeah <laughs> literally the dark side 
Yeah, literally. <laughs> See, that's something yep. I didn't get to that I will uh, when I pick up watching it the second time. I mean, that was a cool sequence, the yeah. dream sequence. And, uh, you know, hats off to Jared Leto. I thought he oh did. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. He, did you love it? Yeah. I thought he did a really cool betrayal. He totally redeemed, even though, great and unpopular opinion, I kind of liked Gangster Joker and Suicide Squad. I know, cancel well, me now, but... And I would say that, was that sequence needed at the end of this? No, it was just added on again. They just threw the kitchen sink in this four-hour spectacle. But it did it make me want to see Joker and Batman that Batman in a movie? Yeah, it did. <laughs> I'm also like, Jared Leto, how are you somehow still kind of attractive right now? <laughs> Maybe the, that's a me issue. The, the power of Leto. <laughs> But yeah, like Leto, I, I, that, I mean, you guys let us know in the chat, that little sequence with Jared Leto, we'd already said that. <laughs> we'd already said that we wanted to see, after we saw Jared Leto in that Denzel Washington movie that came out in January, yeah. it just made us want him as the Joker. And I think in that little glimpse, you saw what he could do if Warner Brothers would give him another shot. So I hope we get that at some point. Me too. Um, but yeah, so... That's kind of your thoughts. I, um, and most of you guys know this in, this, in my non-spoiler, I thought it was significantly better than 2017 because a lot of the issue in 2017, even within the footage that Snyder had shot, is he tries to change the color grading and make it bright and happy. And it didn't really work at that point. And then and had a lot of unnecessary cheesiness. Yes. Added so much unnecessary cheesiness that didn't fit with the tone of this movie. And that's why the tone of this movie is so much better than the 2017, because are there some funny little jokes? Sure. There are, but are there near as many cheesy ones? No, there aren't. Right. Like it, it now that the tone fits. So what did you think about the tone, Rob? Uh, it was definitely darker. I mean, that was one of the things I think about the 2017 version with uh, Joss Whedon coming in. And he has a sense of humor that he infuses into all his films. And unfortunately, he was using some footage shot by Zack Snyder where the characters were very serious. And then all of a sudden it would get really jokey and there was a discord yeah. that got created by that. Um, this one was like almost unrelentingly dark, so, <laughs> uh, which I'm fine with. Uh, but yeah, I, I do think there was a lot of frowning going on in this film. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, they are the fate of the universe is on the line, Rob. I don't hey, know. How man, the Avengers doing. faced it with laughter. Well, the Avengers oh, are the oh, Avengers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, because, because as they said, it is true. DC's not Marvel. Like, I, like, and I, and I think that sometimes we're on both sides. Yes. Maybe some disappointment comes in because if yes. you're more of a Marvel fan, you're like, man, why is DC so dark and heavy? And if you're a DC fan, you're like, okay, where's the substance in Marvel? Yes. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of because I do that a lot with Marvel because I'm more, I, yeah. people know, I, I mean, we have a video set that's why I prefer DC. Um, I'm more DC, so sometimes I lack kind of that grounded grittiness that Marvel never really gives me. And then Marvel fans can lack, you know, as you said, the the bright, the it's not happy, a put, not a put down. Yeah, it's, no, it's it's just different. Like yeah, that's the yeah, bottom they're line. Just different. They're different. They're different. Uh, it's apples and oranges. Yeah, it, it truly is. Uh, so I 
but but it is it is more much more of an emotionally driven uh movie this one is yes well rob were there any scenes that stood out to you that you really liked he's like no <laughs> there's of course well i will tell you the one thing i do love is is that the cop that was always uh you know kind of guarding the destroyed statue of superman that lois lane keeps uh meeting up with in the morning is actually the actor that played jimmy olsen in the original superman film uh so that's a really cool cameo uh kind of throwback to that original superman film um but i you know i thought certainly i like um this version of Superman. I know you had posted on social media yesterday, Michelle, that, uh, that this is your Superman and yes. I'm right there with you. Uh, I, I never understood the, all the knocks on man of steel. Uh, you know, certainly it wasn't a perfect film, but I think it was a lot better than people gave it credit for. Yeah. Um, if there was any actor in that film that I didn't love, it was Amy Adams. Cause she seems to have trouble emoting. <laughs> <laughs> and that kind of carried over into this film. But, uh, you know, I never really thought I was going to like Ben Affleck as Batman. And he's done a pretty good job in the films that he's been in as well. So I always enjoy the kind of interplay between he and and uh, Clark Kent, uh, a.k.a. Superman, uh, in the film. Um, and, you know, there were uh, some of the some of the dark side content I thought was pretty cool. Um I don't really know a whole lot about the anti-life formula, but that was kind of cool yeah. that they brought that in his backstory uh, and kind of laid out some of the content for a potential future film. Even that, you know, dream sequence at the end to flesh that out more and and really show more of what was going on there. Uh, I know that he that Zack Snyder had said that that was really only put in there because it was supposed to be a tease for the next film uh, that will potentially not get made. But who knows what DC is going to do, depending on how well this turns out. Exactly. Um, and it seems to be going pretty well, didn't you say, Michelle? Yeah, like it, it's like servers are thinking like the, like the app broke down in certain countries of so many people trying to get on to watch it. So it seems mm -hmm. to be doing pretty well. Um, isn't it so funny? It's like, see, like I really love Amy Adams as Lois Lane. And <laughs> yeah, I guess she too. doesn't work for you. Yeah. It's like, well, and you see that so much throughout this movie because a lot of people... Okay, here's my, I've never watched The Flash, you guys, so I don't have any any point of reference. Yeah, I don't either. Most people who have watched The Flash TV show really struggle with Ezra Miller, is what I've seemed to notice. Uh, Rob, do you have a feeling either way on that one? I never watched The Flash TV show, uh, but I still struggle with Ezra Miller. I, I struggle with I struggle with that run, man. He, he, he may be playing it just perfect, and maybe I just don't get the character. But he's so uncomfortable and awkward that it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> so. He is pretty uncomfortable and awkward. <laughs> me out. Oh, sorry, it weirded me out when he grabbed that hot dog out of the air. Uh, like, <laughs> but then when he was giving the dog meat snacks, completely understood. I thought he was grabbing dinner. But it's almost like, are they kind of going for a, like, Peter Parker thing with him? And it's just it's not really what it feels like. You know, it just doesn't really work, I think. Because I, I will say on more, I did love uh, the Spider-Mans, particularly yeah. with Tobey Maguire. I loved those movies in high school. Those were great. 
I thought this comment was pretty accurate. It's the difference between do I want Mexican or Chinese for dinner? It truly is. It's like two totally different tastes. And I wanted to address this too, uh, because we had said that in the roast is one of the things that did work about the 2017. Yes, that was a, a funny the, skit. That, yeah. that was funny. And I was kind of disappointed they didn't leave that one in this one because that one did work. Yeah, that, that was the one thing that landed for me. Uh, well, and I was going to say this, uh, Natalie, feel free, Rob, to speak, whatever. Um, I So things about this movie, I thought it showed, I preferred Zack Snyder's way of presenting the movie throughout. Yes. Um, I prefer his color tone, actually, for, for DC. Um, and then, let's see, I, I thought all the characters in this version were a better version of themselves. Like, yeah. I thought Wonder Woman had some of the standout scenes for, for me personally. Maybe I'm biased because everyone knows I love Wonder Woman. When Superman comes back, I just smile ear to ear when he flies up and we he know, takes flight. We know you do, Michelle. Yeah, everyone knows I love <laughs> Henry. Um, I thought Ezra Miller was better in this version. He was a little less awkward. He was a little less awkward, actually. And that's, you know, not saying much. He's still really awkward. No small feet. But they did give him the cool scene at the end. So he, he had that. Yeah. Um, I thought he was better. He was definitely better overall. Yes. Cyborg was more interesting in he, this version. He had much more context to his story. We, we got to know kind of like his origins and stuff. Yes. And then um, I thought Aquaman, they toned down the over-the-top macho from 2017. Where in this one, he's very masculine and capable, but he's not like, like just over-the-top. They turned off. <laughs> You know, highway to hell with his cig <laughs> and his leather jacket and his drink. They toned it down a little bit. Basically. <laughs> there it is. He still managed to make running flamboyant. <laughs> that run. I, I just can't. No one can defend that run. I, I don't. It's, it's bad. <laughs> what's so bad about his run? I, Family, I see people it's say. It's like. Choose. <laughs> It's like, it's like he's ice skating, but it's like, I guess it's supposed to be in slow motion. So, I mean, it, it wouldn't it be a little harder to do a good run. I mean, I'm not a runner, so I don't okay. know, but like, I mean, watch like Volt, the fastest Olympic runner. Like by the time they're full swing, they're straight up. Like, yeah. it's just like, shoom, like it's. Like he's doing all this wasted motion. So, so yeah. what you're saying is he's running kind of like Phoebe in the park on that episode. Of Basically. Okay. Nice. Well played. <laughs> Basically he's Phoebe running in the park. That That is literally what we're saying. <laughs> now I get it. <laughs> yeah. So that was not improved that run, but he did get that cool sequence. So I'll kind of move into um, I'll move into some of the scenes I liked. And if there's anything that stood out to you, negative or positive, any big scene uh, where you want to say something? Yeah, well, just no. real quick. One thing before we get on uh, too far downstream, when you were talking about Superman uh, dying at the beginning and his scream going out through the universe. And uh, the other thing they showed, I believe it was during that sequence, was Lex Luthor inside the, you know, the, the ship. Uh, and he saw the mother boxes and was it? I think it was dark side um, that had been kind of created by the ship in that kind of bizarre, you know, 3d CAD <laughs> image. <Yeah. laughs> uh, and that, you know, I never understood in the first film how Lex Luthor knew that the bell had been rung. 
And so that oh. one, one little scene gives you the context that he had seen that on the ship. So he had that knowledge. Things like that I always appreciate. Um, it's yeah. always weird when all of a sudden they give a character in a film this magical knowledge and you're like, where does that come from? Yeah. Yes. And, and you know, too, I would say this as far as it, since we have brought up Marvel and things, um, look at Avengers. When they gave us Avengers, we already had a, an Iron Man. We already had Iron Man 1 and 2 or Iron, do we have all three? I think Iron Man 1 and 2 before the first Avengers, if I and remember And, of course, correctly. 2 introduced Black Widow. Then you had Captain America had his own solo movie. You had Hulk, who'd already kind of had his own, even though they had to change out the character. And then you had Thor, who already had his. So you had already given all of them a fleshed-out introduction. Yeah. Which that's where, you know, this version of this movie helps so much because at least he's able to kind of flesh out Cyborg and the Flash a little bit more, especially Cyborg, really. Yeah. Um, but it, it would have served any director-writer better had they already had their own individual movies if they wanted to or introduce Cyborg in a Batman movie or whatever movie they wanted to, you know, the way they did Black Widow, something like that. Because the introduction to Wonder Woman was fantastic for her movie. But they, you know, that setup of her and Batman v Superman, then you get her movie and then her in this, that that's most, was fantastic. Most things she does are fantastic. Once again, I'm biased, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, they are. But but that is one of the things that if I'm saying, if you want to call that a negative, that it just, it is what it is. That wasn't really Zack Snyder's fault. That was Warner Brothers rushing them into compete with Avengers and you've got to lay the groundwork. But again, this four hour version at least fleshes out some of those characters a little bit more. Um, let's say, I'm going to say things I really liked, really, really liked about this. Um, let's see the Wonder Woman versus Steppenwolf when they're under the, uh, uh, the Gotham Harbor. I don't think this was, I don't think this lot, the fighting of this scene was better in this, this one moment I'm about to discuss. I feel like it was definitely better in this version when, uh, Steppenwolf calls out Diana and he says, he says, she, the Amazon, the Amazonian belongs to me. I belong to no man. And then the theme kicks in. And I mean, that's a, like, I, I, the, the nerd in me just smiles ear to ear in moments like this, but that scene was fantastic. Um, let's see. Let me think of some other scenes. Uh, yeah. The Superman, when he, when he's walking through a ship and you hear both of his father speaking to him and then he puts on the black suit. I, was gonna say, I, I love that scene on an emotional level. Yes. Like I just, I, it was kind of precious, like both his fathers, like encouraging him and talking to him. I thought that was really sweet. And that is where, when we're talking about differences of like Marvel and DC, I, I've always connect. And you guys know this. I've said it so many times. I've always connected to DC more is they really go for emotion. And yeah. it's like, I really felt that scene. Yeah. Like, and I think anyone could relate to, Basically wanting your parents to be proud of you. <laughs> yeah. And Mixed just with loss. And yes. And so I love that scene when he takes off and he, shoom, you know, up into the, the universe and he's just floating there. And his theme, Superman and Wonder Woman's themes just get me every time. And then they played back in black. <laughs> they did not play back in black. <laughs> they could have. <laughs> they should have. <laughs> 
Um, I love that scene. Um, let's see. I thought I, I did think, and I said this in our non-spoiler review, I thought this version, the way that, that the, all the heroes discuss bringing Superman back was a lot better. It removed the cheesiness and the fighting and bickering. It just felt smoother to me. Rob, what did you kind of think of that scene? Yeah, I mean, when uh, when Josh Whedon had done it, it was kind of everyone standing in one place, and he kind of had he kind of had to pan around because they all were spread out. And with this one, with the with the group of them around the table, um, and he kept changing camera angles and things like that. It made it made it a little bit more dynamic, I thought. Uh, and also it seemed to be a lot more, you know, they were really kind of weighing what they were about to do. Yes. Uh, trying to determine if it was the right thing to do. And, and, uh, I, that was one point where I did enjoy the flash, uh, where, you know, Ezra's sitting there saying, you know, what, what's the worst that could happen? Oh, it's, we could destroy the entire world. Oh, okay. Well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just that, <laughs> not, not, not a big deal at all. Um, let's see. And then I, I really loved um, the final scene. You know, I, I do want to say this because I feel like Zack Snyder does get a lot of crap. And I know you like Man of Steel pretty good. You, you even said you don't understand all the hate on it. Like he gets so much crap for not understanding Superman is like the quote that people get. But there's even like just subtle moments in this movie. Like when Superman appears to... Um, to Alfred, like mm -hmm. to me, I know he's in a black suit, but it's, he just radiates like goodness and yeah. the way Superman does of, well, I assume you're Alfred. Uh, and I, I don't get that criticism and I don't get I, it. I don't need it. Well, I didn't even know it was a criticism, but no, I don't get that. Yeah. Rob, why, that. why do you think that he gets that criticism all the time? I, I think with Zack Snyder, it's because so many of his movies, he's just totally over the top with everything that he does. I mean, it's just a, a death fest and destruction fest and everything has to be giant, you know, explosions and big, bold, uh, statements of everything. And, you know, in that case, I, I definitely think that, uh, you know, Henry Cavill does a wonderful job with Superman. He really seems to connect to that character. So I think a lot of that comes from him. I don't know that it's brought out of him by a director per se. Um, but, you know, he was smart enough to understand that having Russell Crowe and Kevin Costner, especially, who always enjoyed Kevin Costner films, and I think he's a really good actor, and he definitely yeah. comes off as, you know, just a down-to-earth guy uh, in a lot of the films that he does. And he has some of the most powerful moments with Henry Cavill in, you know, the first two films uh, in the, you know, the original Superman, the man of steel film, and then Batman versus Superman. Um, I will forever love the hero cake story. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the neighbor's farms flooding and I'm sitting there eating my hero cake. So uh, <laughs> that, that, that is the kind of stuff, you know, to understand that, that these characters are going to be able to bring out the emotion that you want in those scenes. I don't think he's tone deaf to, uh, to bringing out emotion in his actors. Um, I just think that a lot of it kind of gets subverted by, by the spectacle that he creates with most of the film. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I loved, I mean, and, and, you know, again, the scene towards the end when they're all fighting, Oh, and I did want to say this, in the 2017, at times, which it is trickier with Batman in a Justice League movie because he doesn't have superheroes. 
He's just a genius and like superpowers. superpowers. He's a genius who has a lot of cool gadgets. As he says, what's your superpower? I'm rich. <laughs> um, I felt like this one did a better version. It did a better job of letting him truly be involved and like mm -hmm. be a part of the team. Like even him having that thing that could absorb those, those hits. Right. Um, he just like, he, you know, was taking people out on the guns. He just was a lot more useful in this, this version of it. I also was going to ask Marcos, I, I saw you said we'd miss a couple of your questions. If you could retype your questions, we'll try and answer oh, them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Sometimes the chat's going and when I'm talking and, and we miss it. But yeah, if you have a question, re, uh, yeah, definitely type it back. <laughs> Preaching the choir on loving Henry Cavill. <laughs> you guys know we love Henry Cavill. Uh, let's see. Batman must be prepared. Yeah, definitely. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Amazon's fight scene. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. Because, uh, let's see. Whedon took out their sacrifice of seeing them fall, like the whole thing shut and fall. Yeah, it does definitely give more weight in this one with the uh, Amazon, er, Amazon women. Oh. Amazonians, Amazon. I'm gonna make it a random observation that I twice in both versions as Michelle. She got crushed by the horse. I I know the answer. <laughs> Madly is like, why why is the queen just like like the woman's alive? I'm why? like, just get the horse off of her. <laughs> it's no, like I don't like, see any fatal wounds. No, she's like Padme. She dies of a broken heart. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like I don't. I didn't see, like, I really watched, like, during the second version, you know, it's like, okay, did she get shot by an arrow? Like, did, you know, what happened? But all I see is, like, a horse, like, on her lower side, and it's just like, maybe just get the horse off. But then there's, like, this really sad, dramatic death, and it's like... I don't know. I guess I guess she got her. no. She got crushed by the horse. But we have to settle the number one question of the night: Is it Henry, or is it Vigo? <laughs> what, uh, what what's the oh Vigo Henry, Henry versus Vigo oh, oh gosh. That, that's Henry okay I'm a Henry girl yeah. Vigo is very very charming and attractive and manly but Henry's my boy <laughs> I was gonna and then I was trying to think on an emotional level but it's like they're both pretty dang good emotionally too yeah, yeah manly, but he's, got the, he's got the nerd factor yeah, Henry he does. He's video games. He's a computer dork. I mean, he is. He doesn't just, you know, get paid to be in these films. He yeah. is. He's got the looks, but he's got the the nerd credentials to uh, to back him he up. Does. I mean, they're both very attractive men. What can I say? Oh my gosh, Luke, Thank you for bringing that up. I love that that little moment. It was so yes. little, but I loved it. Of show them your fear. We have no fear. That's yeah. that's just one of those great little lines that they put in there, just showing again the the warriors of the yeah. Amazon women. So, so here's my first rant of the <laughs> mini rant. We'll keep it mini, but no, I mean Zack Snyder directed 300, and yes, in the Amazon scenes, he was just redirecting 300. Uh, yeah, I do hate you know I hate to do that to him, but literally everything about the Amazons is a shallow ripoff of what he did in 300, including that, you know, show them your fear. We have no fear. Uh, you know, it's like the Spartans. What is your profession? 
It is, it's that same moment with a different line. So, I mean, it's worked for him and I get why he went back to it. And, uh, but you know, even right down to the ab shots as they're crushing the pillars and you know, <laughs> I did notice they had some impressive abs. Yeah. Really cool. uh, like, no, I to to the gym. Yeah. I was afraid of all of them, but <laughs> do you know, I haven't even seen 300. I got dragged to that in high school with some guy friends and I, as a, like, a, I still like, maybe 16 or 17. I hated it at that age because I just, I would have to see it now as an adult mm -hmm. to know how I feel about it. Is it just nonstop action? It's like, nonstop I've action. Seen, I've seen pieces, but it's been like it, a decade. Pretty much the coloring is almost like the end battle, the whole movie, like okay. very dark. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it seemed pretty intense from, from what I can It remember. is, but, but it, the Amazons, because they're Greek, they are very similar. He did do them very similar to the Spartans. I would have to say this. Um, well, and I will get into what I appreciate about Zack Snyder. Um, he was handsome by the way. I'm like, show us more of the Zeus actor. Yeah. The Zeus guy. Um, I will say this. I, everyone who watch it, who's watched our channel for any decent amount of time knows that I love practical effects. So I actually did prefer, I know they did it for cheap, for, for saving money. So I'm not going to hold them to it too much, but like say in the first wonder woman, like they literally shot the mascara scenes in Greece and like, it's beautiful. It's stunning. You can tell they're outside. That really did a lot for me compared just where I could just sit there and tell that it's a green screen. Like I, those are the little touches I do really like in, in movies, but I, I do prefer, I, you know, I do like we, we forever now settled Rob, um, I asked the question when we did our Wonder Woman 1984 review, did people prefer more the peaceful Wonder Diana or the warrior Diana? And I, I know my answer after watching this, I want the warrior Diana. Like mm -hmm. she, yeah. she still has a peacefulness about her. There's still so much kindness that radiates from her, even when she's in like, you know, go mode. Yes. But, but like we like her with the sword and the shield. Yeah. Basically. I mean, the sword's cool. And it's like yeah. 1984 took away the sword. I mean, my gosh, Stepan will throw something at her. Or no, no, it's Superman. He throws a boulder at her and just shoom with the, it's like a lightsaber. Just yeah. clean it, it glows red when she does that too. <laughs> No, it's it's trying to be a lightsaber, but uh, it no, I, I prefer the sword and shield to the Count Chocula jacket she was wearing when they were digging up Superman. <laughs> <laughs> Vampire with the giant pointed, but uh, no, she she definitely uh, plays the action scenes awesome. The head butting, you know, back and forth. Yeah, that was great with Superman. Yeah. And, and yeah, course, I was, she's like, "Don't make me do this," <laughs> and then he just boom gets her. Uh, she goes straight to the ground. Yes, yeah. bless her soul. Uh, and that scene was in, which obviously Snyder shot it. That was in the 2017 version. It really, it always makes me laugh when the Flash is coming so fast, like he's going to sneak up on Superman, and Superman just, <laughs> just like, sees really? him, just sees him with his eye, like yeah. just, just showing you how fast Superman is. Like you don't think of him being. I mean, I mean, I guess he is uh, faster than what is it the. What what are his things? Faster than a, I've gone brain dead because I'm faster blind. than a speeding sure. bullet. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's just that scene's cool, but that's always in it. But um also, um, you know, we we'd kind of mentioned in our spoiler free yesterday that the end scene and 
how uh, Wonder Woman had a big part in that, and when they're taking care of business with Steppenwolf, and she oh yeah that yeah they just clears off that head. That's what I was gonna say. Like that, a boss. Okay, for starters, when when Superman appears, it's awesome. When he finally appears in in the end scene. And then, as we did say in our non-spoiler review, I said, I mean, it was teamwork, but she's like, let me let me take it to the hole. It was like, unlike the Avengers, who didn't aim for the head, Diana's like, nope, <laughs> I'm going to chop that head off. Not taking any chances. And I just loved, okay, I don't, I don't love brutality all the time. I really don't, guys. Um, but I do like... A little at times. And, and it's not like in that, it's not like it really shows. I mean, you barely even see the head like yeah. at, in the frame. I mean. Well, I like that. Think how it starts. It starts with Aquaman taking his trident and boom, through the heart and lifting right. him up. Oh, and, and then Superman comes and boom, punches him. And then Diana jumps and <laughs> chop of the head. I mean, it was just like, dang. <laughs> like, character sound effects from here on out, by the way, Michelle. <laughs> she gets very animated. She does. <laughs> this is what I get all the time. So everybody knows. This is why we started the podcast because <laughs> I would be at her house and I would be full blown in this mode. And she'd be sitting there like, uh-huh. Like, uh -huh. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's when she lived in Atlanta. So she would come stay with me like for a week for her school. And mm -hmm. I like wouldn't even have my eyes open yet. I'd be in bed and she'd be talking to me about a movie. And I'm like, Michelle, right now, like, <laughs> and she's making the sounds. <laughs> who hid the, let's see, who hid the anti-life equation on earth? That Yeah. Do, do you have an answer to that, Rob? Or is that kind of something we're not really sure of? I'm going to go with Tony Stark. I don't know. <laughs> Tony Stark definitely hit it. He crossed universes. Right. It's just like the uh the multi the multi uh publisher verse. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. This straight out of the M fifty two comments. Uh yeah. I mean, it was just that was an awesome scene. I, yeah. I really I really loved it. And the, the nerds and all of us, we all appreciate when they all come together. I mean, let's face it. It's fun, whether it is the Avengers or Justice League or even the Suicide Squad. We enjoy when a group comes together. <laughs> I, I do agree with the comment that Roberto just made in chat. Um, I do think that them providing this backstory about Steppenwolf having you know, betrayed Darkseid and he wasn't going to be allowed to return to his, his quote-unquote home until he had you know basically made amends. So they make him... Uh, a character that you can actually feel for instead of him just having some evil plan to take over the planet. And it's a very much kind of what they did with Thanos and the, uh, in the Avengers films. Yeah, that's true. Instead of just like, I just want to be evil for no reason. <laughs> you know, yeah. no reason. Yeah, definitely. Um, that, that definitely is good. Um, any is so, Let's see. I'm trying to think of the things that I don't like. The only negatives I would really have of this movie is if if it was true. Again, we got the extended throw everything at you version just as kind of a cool, unique thing they've done. But, you know, there's certain things I would probably shave off to make this like a, like just a solidly great movie. Um, like like the singing and the spelling of Aquaman's. <laughs> Aquaman's shirt. The less singing, the less smelling. <laughs> um, yeah, a little less amber turd. All right. 
Yeah, we, we did. We definitely had some Amber Turd action in this movie. Oh, somebody had. That's what somebody earlier in the chat had said. They weren't used to her having a British accent. I was thinking an Aquaman. Oh. I don't think she does have a British she accent. She didn't, and she didn't have it in the Joss Whedon cut either. So it just came out of nowhere. <laughs> She's like, yeah. oh, I'm feeling British today. She has the. Uh, she she was doing the reverse the Maximoff. <laughs> using her accent, she gained it. <laughs> Uh, this is the movie star with Amber Turd and ended with Amber Turd. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a good way to book in your movies. <laughs> right. <laughs> Seb and Wolf will always have a position in Olive Garden as a cheese grater. <laughs> no, I've seen a comment. It's so great that, uh, that Darkseid apparently just forgets the one planet of the hundreds of thousands that they've invaded and taken over that successfully repelled him and the place, as they said, where, uh, where he had found the anti-life formula. I mean, they, they made a point of that in the uh, flashback. So he forgot that he found it. He <laughs> forgot, forgot what planet it was. Nobody put a pin in that. So it's just whatever. Let's see. Uh, Dino is uh, okay. As much as I love Jared Leto as Joker, like I actually can kind of agree with this this sentiment. Like I almost prefer the ending of the Josh Whedon's of just the clean ending of Batman and Superman or Clark Kent going into his house. The end. Where with the, again, guys, they're just throwing the kitchen sink at us and gave us this extra footage of kind of what he wanted to happen in the future. But I, I definitely understand that comment, Roberto. I, I really do. Yeah. Um, but Jared Leto is fantastic, and I would like to see him in the role again. Amber, Amber, we'll just call her Amber Turd. Amber Turd's acting was terrible. We're committed at this point. <laughs> what was the point of Joker? Yeah, it was so, it was just like this nightmare sequence that they just wanted to give us for the heck of giving it to us. Definitely. Um, you guys continue to list on the chat. What did you love or what did you not love? Rob, have you pretty much said what you did not love? No, but I'm trying to behave myself. <laughs> what else did you not like? <laughs> I, look, I, I get hung up. There's like tiny little things that I notice that bother me when I watch uh, certain films. And this one, the arrow of Artemis, when they fired it and it, you know, landed in the temple of Athena uh, it's clearly at like a 45 degree angle, but when she goes to pull it out, it's leaning the wrong way and it's almost straight up. And I'm like, what is going on? Did I, did I misunderstand? I rewound to go back to that scene. I'm like, did I miss, miss see that? And then the other one was, uh, when they went to the tunnels to fight Steppenwolf the first time. And then when they came back to the bat cave, they had all changed back into the clothes they were wearing before the fight scene. So I could see the guys doing that. I mean, it's kind of what we do, but Diana has got this extensive wardrobe. She clearly would have changed into something <laughs> equally stylish, uh, you know, especially after a big fight like that. So, you know, come on, <laughs> give, the people in the, give the people in the costume department a little extra work. Diana is, I mean, the lady, impeccably whether, dressed. whether, whether she's in, uh, what, what the 18, like 
18 or whenever the first one or 1918 or whenever the first one is or whether it's 1984 yeah. or 2017 she is a fashionista she, she nails it <laughs> with the fashion. Well, when she when she made the comment um i once knew a man who would have loved to fly this and i immediately was like no you mean you twice knew a man that would have loved to fly well, <laughs> exactly. that's true that's true come on hey, Hey guys, and he would have magically known how to fly it, even though he right, was the right. pilot years before. Uh, yet he says, "When did the Joker become a beat farmer?" That's a good question. Uh, let's see. Love the action scenes and the overall story, but the flash scene was cringe. I think we all feel that way to a degree. Um, let's see. We had the current uh, return of the King Phil long. It did. I, there were some moments that, that actually remind me of return of the King. Do you know what? I think some of it was even kind of, the, and they, they really overplayed it, but still, uh, I do love when, when Diana's mom is like, uh, light, light the fire or whatever she says and the torch or whatever it is. And they're, they're like, that's not been lit for 5,000 years. Yeah. Mankind won't know. And she's like, man won't, but she will. Yeah. And they send of course that, that flame for Diana to find. And that was that a badly thrown <laughs> arrow. <laughs> and that was a cool scene. That, that was a cool scene where Diana kind of figures it out because they definitely, Oh, that's a fact. I, I mean, Patty Jenkins has even said as much that, Indiana Jones has been uh, someone she's kind of looked to with this character of Diana. So kind of her figuring things out. That was kind of a cool little scene. Uh, but yeah, the return of the King, I definitely understood the CGI on dark side at the end was a bit unfinished. I, that, that, that seems about right. It was, it was a little, little wonky. Um, and yes, Bob, the Joker would be really important for part two or three. If, if Zack Snyder got to continue um, Zach has really achieved a big monument of releasing a four hour movie on stream platform. Never been done before. Others will try this on it. It is. I mean, yeah. and again, you guys know, I really enjoy this movie and it is, I mean, we did a video on why you should watch it and, you know, at least give it that level of support just because this is a fan movement and yeah. it was a time they truly listened to the fans and gave fans what fans have been asking for. And for that, I mean, I just, that's fantastic. Uh, we, I letterboxing movies has always annoyed me, but this four to three aspect ratio, I was like, again, for what people spend on their televisions, I'd like to use the full screen, please. Yeah. Oh, right, oh yeah. Right. Too. I, I, I know like the really artistic people like really appreciate it, but I guess it's for IMAX and it's like for my movie at home, like you said, I'd rather just have the full screen. I watch things on my iPhone. Yeah, I try, guys. I try to tell her about blue light and to and to watch <laughs> and to watch on her TV, and she won't do it. It's uh, a more intimate experience up close. Better than we didn't stand at arm's length from your TV. <laughs> you, the edges of the screen. <laughs> you know, I used to do that as a kid. I would sit on the floor, like right in front. Of, that was probably because my vision was bad and I didn't know it yet. Nice. I could see it. Yeah, I'm glad he because I know Snyder really wanted to release the black and white. That'd be fine as an extra for the fans, but I wanted the color. I'm I'm a color girl as far as as far as all the way back. Yeah. I want a cave painting release. Yeah, <laughs> I stretch mine on the TV. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, yeah, I felt 
like Batman took a back seat in this story. I, well, he does in the other one too. And yeah. I feel like they at least gave him a little bit more to do in this one. Uh, I did oh my gosh. I did. You guys know this. Roberto, if you've watched our non-spoiler, I loved the discussion between um, Martha and Lois in their in Lois's kitchen, even though Perfect. we know it's not actually Martha. Martha. But yeah. I was so confused <laughs> about that. I was like, what? So now we know that guy's like, what's his name, Rob? Mar Martian? Oh, the Martian Manhunter? Yeah. yeah. And I didn't know really much about him before this. The first time, I, I know in the second trailer they had shown Martha coming out of the apartment and then her eyes glowing red. I'm like, wait, she's got heat vision? What's going on? Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. I'm like, she's right. got superpowers we didn't know about? And then it changes. But I, I thought we were getting into transgender Superman. I, I didn't know what was going on. But <laughs> I'm sorry. I've been paying attention. Natalie's got a drink. But, uh, <laughs> Rob was like, what do we do? This is... A since Wizard of Oz, we've all preferred <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Definitely. We've come a long way. <laughs> yeah, Marta. Are, and it is kind of cool, I guess. I didn't know anything about the character to know that that guy's been in, in hiding all this time right. in plain sight. Um, but I did love that. We'll just say it's, regardless, the scene between Martha and Lois Lane, I thought was if very good. If it was good. her or not, it was still special. <laughs> It was it was a very good scene again for anyone who's lost someone yeah. and the the survivors that that you struggle with with kind of and that encouragement to kind of pick up the pieces of your life yes. and not just you know give up. But yeah, go yeah, on. I, I did really I did really enjoy that. I uh, was surprised that they had her like pining for the loss of Superman because that is with all of the talk of strong female characters, she was not portraying what current society would would uh title a strong female character you know she's basically can't even go to work because her boyfriend died um i mean if your boyfriend looks normal like superman would right. you not be able to go to work? the reality of it is is what they were portraying is what really happens but it kind of goes yeah, against exactly. some of the you know uh you know talking points i guess that uh, hollywood tends to follow these days um and we all know there were no strong female characters prior to you know 2010. <laughs> Um, I know Ripley and Leia. <laughs> yeah, we never right. had any Sarah there. Connor. Right, exactly. Uh, so it's, uh, they didn't exist. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's why I think Lois. Lois, it, you're right, Rob. Like Lois is. I, I and again, I actually do love Amy Adams as the character, but Lois is such a fantastic character. Michelle's got a thing for redheaded women. Oh gosh, <laughs> I know where that comes from. It started early in life, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I was stuck with a ginger. Um, but but she you wants to sit on her bed and tell her nerd stuff. Right, exactly. <laughs> Sorry. I'm I'm your girl. I always have been. Well, no, I was just gonna say Rob made such a good point. You totally right. I've been thinking of that because I rewatched recently, and I think you did too, Man of Still and Batman v Superman. And Lois Lane, I don't I feel like she kind of gets I, it just because I guess she's in with superheroes, she's really a fantastic female character that I think, you know, really does represent a strong female. Like, is she the superhero? No. But even as uh, the, Martian, Mar or the Martian Manhunter says, he says, we need you. This world needs you too, Lois. Like, like Lois, uh, she is a strong female. And, and it's realistic, as, as you were saying, it's realistic for strong women to mourn the loss of their loved, their beloved 
uh, spouse or, or boyfriend or fiance. Like uh, it'd be kind of unnatural if you didn't. You yeah, know? to not have feeling, but kind of the generic. Batman's got Robin's armor hanging in the Batcave with yes. you know the scrawl from the Joker on it. So everyone's going to mourn people that are close to them dying. I don't have a problem with that, but it's just it's ridiculous that you know there's this idea that if if you behave like a normal human being, you're somehow weak. It's got nothing to do with that. Exactly. Right, exactly. True. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're saying too, which is totally right. Kind of that this this modern take on female characters where they're almost devoid of emotion. Like mm -hmm. it, it's actually not relatable for women. <laughs> Which and that's where I would say actually that since like 2010, I would say DC's done a really like probably the best job with female characters in Diana and Lois Lane of giving us two female characters that they they are they're strong but they're they don't lose their femininity yes. along the way you know and their tenderness you know and, and um, they're relatable to women yeah is what we're trying to say. And, and Marcos, yeah, I noticed that. Like, I'd kind of look down for a minute, and I look up, like, look yeah. down back yes. at my phone, and uh, I see she's, like, taking a pregnancy test. And I'm like, okay, is Lois uh, having Superman's baby? Uh, what's going on here? Well, and I know that was supposed to set up, like, the future installments, which that's in the comics where they have kids. And Zack Snyder did want to do that. Uh, he, in the continuation story, because remember, he had put together a five arc film when he started Man of Steel, and ultimately they would get married and have kids. Yeah. So he had, and Warner Brothers, I just read this, they forced him to remove that uh, back, I think, even before Whedon took over. Like that was, they were like, no, don't put that in. I guess they just didn't want to be boxed in necessarily, because you could always throw that into a Man of Steel if you wanted to down, you know, in the future. Um, but yes. And I, I guess it is worth pointing out. Oh, what I wondered about that myself. Like there might be complications. No, and it's, yeah, she's a strong female character. She's not some baby factory. She's <laughs> having babies. <laughs> oh no. Hey, babies are awesome. <laughs> that's probably that's probably what Warner's was saying. But in the comics, they have kids. Pat's doing it with the one-liners in the chat, by the way. Who's who's doing it? Pat. Oh, that's, it's the second, that's the second great joke I've seen. Is this the Pat? Pat? How have I not known that that is Pat? Pat, <laughs> you dirty dog. Look at you sneaking in here. Good to have you. Yes. Yeah. Good old Pat. Uh, yeah, but she, she is. So, and it'll be interesting guys to see what they do with this moving forward, because none of this is canon. Uh, Warner's has told us as of yet so unless they decide to continue the Snyderverse in some version, everything we got in this movie is not canon. So Lois would not be pregnant or any of that. Right, right. I mean, unless they greenlit for Snyder to, to do something else. So uh, the thing we will say, uh, Michelle and I had kind of joked about on our revisiting Batman v Superman with Lois, I'll give you, is that it's like, you know, does he have like a tracker on her that like her heartbeat goes up and he's like, dang, I got to save Lois <laughs> again today. You know, it's like she's always getting into trouble. <laughs> no, here's one of the other things that drove me nuts. So, so Superman is reborn. Uh, you know, the, the members of the burgeoning Justice League show up there at the foot of the steps going up to the monument and uh, Cyborg's armor reacts to being scanned yeah. and 
weaponizes, right? That's the only time you see that happen in the film. The other yeah. two times that that uh, Steppenwolf is coming up behind him, ready to clock him, nothing. <laughs> Just stands there. The first time he gets axed to the side, again, the, go for the head, right? Uh, that is a good point. It the only time, goes Superman off that one inconvenient time. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> It does. Well, uh, anything else either one of you want to say about this movie? Uh, no. I just want to put Rob on the spot because you guys know that we rate things in hoots, oh uh, uh, which is as a result of Pat and Charles, our, our discussion with them one night is how we came up with the hoot system. But I'm going to put Rob on the spot. How many hoots out of five do you give this movie? Three and a half. Three and a half. Okay. I don't know how you do a half a hoot. No, we we are uh, allowed know. to do half. We do. Yeah. I've even been known to do a three quarters of a hoot. <laughs> I, I take it back. She's not allowed to do three quarters. <laughs> so she's well, got wasn't my favorite. I prefer I prefer just uh Superman and Batman and I can handle some Wonder Woman too. I think she uh she does a good film too, although I didn't care for eighty four, but um so yeah, did you like, did you also like Man of Steel and Batman v Superman better? Or uh, I would say Man of Steel was probably my favorite. Uh, Batman v Superman was kind of on par with this, uh, maybe just a hair better. Um, but I just thought there was a lot of um, uh, the all the slow mo scenes definitely slowed the film down. Some of the corny uh, lines, especially the Flash. <laughs> turning back time at the end and talking to himself. Um, I didn't like the music changes either um, for the most part. And I it, don't I, ever I understand that. It did bother me the, the second, second time around. Yeah. We got restore the Snyder verse. Um, well, you guys know our rating. We already gave our rating. We were, we were pretty generous to this movie. I, I no, enjoyed no. the movie. I gave it four and a half hoots. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we, we, we gave it a good four and a half hoots um, because I, I did. And again, to make this movie like just absolutely fantastic, I would shave it down to three hours taking this exact footage, which removes the, the women singing um, <laughs> and, a few other, and a few other things, um, but had a lot of fun with it. And I definitely think it's a vast improvement from 2017 it's, it clearly shows had we didn't even just took the footage he was given and just like cut it some, I think it would have been better than what we got in 2017. And they never should have forced it to be two hours. That was just unfair to whoever was taking it over because yeah. there was too much to do in two hours. Too many moving parts and yeah. characters to introduce. Yeah, definitely. The thing that popped into my head last night was I've seen less painful cuts at a bar mitzvah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Rob. <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, but guys, it, I actually was happy to have a dissenting voice on this because uh, it's sometimes it's fun to have different points of views on, on movies because it is, it's like, that's the thing about a movie. It's it, um, one person feels one way, another person feels the other, yeah. even about Amy Adams' Lois Lane. Yeah. <laughs> Right, right, and that's it. Is what it is. Like you know, there's no wrong answer to these. There's not. It's. it's I would have given it. I would have given it three stars, but I did learn how to make tea properly from Jeremy Irons. So that was the extra half star. Hey, that is right. Diana, you can tell is like, go away, dude. (laughs) I'm ten thousand years old. I know how to make tea. 
<laughs> he yeah. was not confident with her team making abilities. I noticed that, you know, she's like, kind of like, give me some space. I could kind of see that though, out of a person who has done stuff their whole life. Like, yeah, that. they're true. like, they're not doing it right. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I definitely, um, I definitely enjoyed the movie has some moments that just kind of make me smile from ear to ear, pretty much the scenes that I just absolutely adore all involve all involve wonder woman and Superman. So clearly in my heart of hearts, I'm really wanting some more wonder woman and some Superman yeah. and maybe in the same movie. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, hey, you never know. I, I'd be down with that. So Lois might be a little jealous, but that is, well, she knows Diana's not into him. I mean, Diana's yeah. 5,000 years old. She can't, she can't get over Steve. It, it is what it is. Time to move on, <laughs> Diana. <laughs> Let me say it for you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, any closing thoughts as we kind of end the stream? You guys know I love it. So, that's my closing thoughts. Yeah, that, that, I, that I really enjoyed it. And, I, and again, I think it, it's such an awesome thing for the fans to get this and for, for Snyder to be able to finish what he started. So, I, I, think, it, I think it's great. I echo that sentiment. Okay. And Rob, just have you No, I really think it's going to be interesting to see because we are living in a really weird time. It has been, you know, this COVID world we're living in for the last, what, 15 months uh, feels like. Uh, and so how much of our feeling about films has to do with the fact that there's so little new film coming out in the first place and so little new content just in the entertainment world in general coming out. Um, you know, if we were living in a in an age where we were getting tons of new films released to the theater, how would this stack up? And, you know, it's going to be interesting kind of down the road to see if, uh, you know, a year or two down the road when things are a little bit more normal and there's more content coming out, if you look back and go, all right, I was clearly star for entertainment uh, or no, I actually <laughs> did like it that much. That's, yeah, that's a very good point. You know, I, with with all movies, it really takes about a year after the movie's been out for me to fully be able to tell you how I feel about it, because in the beginning, you're kind of of hyped. Like I, I I usually know. And that's the thing. Both Snyder's DC movies grew on me as the years went by even more than I, I I grew to appreciate them more. So it'll be interesting to see if I do this with uh, justice league, if you know, I, I I grow to like it even more. I want to say this as we're kind of ending you know, that would be awesome. I don't know. Robert, have you ever watched any of the uh, the animated stuff that DC has? No, they not do- since the Justice League uh, cartoons when I was growing up. Gotcha. Leak the Monkey and the Wonder Twins. They do like these Elseworld stories and they did Gotham by Gaslight and it's Batman, of course, being a great detective and being Batman, mm-hmm. but set like in the era of kind of like Jack the Ripper. And he's like trying to find the killer. And that would be so cool if they took some of these stories, say on HBO Max, and made like little mini movies live action. Like that would be, that, actually, that's a great idea. Like yeah. that, that would be really, really cool. Um, but yeah, well, well, I was just going to say as an adult, I, I do, I just prefer live action. Like you're, you're always going to have my attention more if it's real people. Yeah. <laughs> Natalie's a live problem. action. Don't be an adult. yeah well well guys that that's kind of it uh rob thank you so much for coming on hey thanks so much for having me i know we've tried a few different times and uh this time i managed to not injure myself on the way down (laughs) we hope you recover and let everyone know uh where they can find you both podcasts and twitter 
Yeah. Um, out on Twitter, it's at JTA podcast. Uh, you can hit us up via email at JTA podcast at gmail.com. Uh, and you can find the podcast on really any of the major podcast platforms, or you can just go out to uh, JTA podcast.com. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely check Rob out again. He has a fantastic star Wars podcast. So I'm sure you're going to start cranking some more podcasts out soon. Uh, So definitely check him out there if you like kind of in-depth discussions on Star Wars. Well, thank you everyone in the chat for joining us on your, spending your Saturday night with us discussing Justice League. We had fun with the movie and fun to chatting it up with you guys. So thank you for coming out. But that is it for this show of Force of Light Entertainment. And as always, guys, remember to be a Force of Light. All right. Bye, guys. Good night, guys. Good night.